Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy GD. On this week's episode, I'll be talking about all the moves that went down in the Eastern Conference of the NBA. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, let's talk about the offseason moves for the teams in the Eastern Conference and the NBA. Um, We'll start with Atlanta, who pretty much solidified their core players. They went and gave the max deal to Trey Young, as well as uh, giving uh, John Collins that five-year, $125 million deal. So um, they'll keep those boys intact there. They also went out and picked up a journeyman backup point guard like Delon Wright so um, to give Trey Young a blow. Uh, although they did draft uh, Sharif Cooper, um, he'll probably um, see limited minutes behind those two guys. So uh, he'll, it'll be a uh, pretty much a sit and learn year for him. And also, they picked up a guy like Gorgie Dang, um, who can uh, be that backup center, um, helping out uh, Clint, Clint Capella, who, uh, you know, sometimes he gets banged up. So you stick a guy like Dang in there and uh, you kind of uh, right the ship and uh, he can hold his own inside. So, um, so all in all... Uh, Pretty quiet but solid offseason for the Hawks. And, of course, Nate McMillan will now be there uh, full term instead of having the interim tag on. So uh, that so definitely Atlanta will be amongst those second-tier teams in the Eastern Conference. Moving on to Boston. Boston was able to do that early deal uh, dealing with Kimba Walker to the Thunder getting back Al Horford, who, um, you know, as a professional big, he could play the four or five and he'll definitely be a help to a guy like uh, Robert Williams, who just got resigned. So um, he'll definitely be able to learn from a pro like Horford. So uh, definitely a good deal there. And then also uh, they were able to get in a trade Josh Richardson, uh, who we last saw with the Dallas Mavericks. So they're kind of banking on him to be that guy um, who can um, be a be kind of a one of those uh, guys who can uh, play on both ends, of course, um, who can support Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum over there. And, of course, we know that they got um, Dennis Schroeder on that uh, that one-year, um, nearly $6 million deal, which, uh, you know, of course, uh, I talked before about him fumbling the bag. So, um, yeah, so they were able to do that. And, of course, they re-signed a guy like Marcus Smart. So, um, you know more quiet type moves but uh still moves that um Brad Stevens took to kind of reshuffle the deck over there so um but they'll they'll meet 
when all is said and done, I think they still will be among those top uh, six teams. I'd be surprised if they fall any lower than that. So, uh, moving on to the Brooklyn Nets, of course, you know, they have their trio of KD, Harden, and Kyrie. Um, they were able to bring back a guy like Blake Griffin. Um, also, one of their uh, reserves, uh, Bruce Brown, was able to come back. Uh, they were able to get Patty Mills on that uh, mid-level exception. Um, they replaced the guy like Jeff Green and um, got a journeyman uh, uh, forward in James Johnson, who's been around quite a bit. So uh, we'll see if that's an upgrade from Green. But all in all, uh, you know, not too many moves they can make. They still did, um, was able to get some money back in a uh, in the Spencer Dinwiddie sign and trade so um so they might have another move in their back pocket uh we'll see what happens with that um but you know they're everyone's darling to finish um coming out of the east and getting into the the finals so uh we'll see what happens there so um so that's the nets moving on to the charlotte hornets um, didn't really make a lot of splash deals. Uh, they were able to bring in, uh, of course, a guy like Kelly Oubre on a two-year, uh, $24.6 million deal. Um, he's a guy who can really offer some, um, well, he's kind of a <laughs> Believe it or not, a reclamation project because he kind of wet the bed over there with the the Golden State Warriors. So um, he's trying to redeem himself. So we'll see what happens. We'll see where he fits over there because you still have a guy like Gordon Haywood there, Miles Bridges. So we'll see where the fit, um, how he fits into that team. Uh, they brought in a guy like Mason Plumley, uh, definitely an upgrade from what they've previously had at the center position. So um, it'll be interesting to see um, uh, him manning the middle for them, and a guy like Ish Smith, who uh, journeyman point guard, who can definitely be uh, a help to. Uh, be behind a guy like LaMelo Ball. So, um, then of course, you know, they uh, had those uh, guys they drafted, a guy like James Boatnight. Um, and they were, they were able to um, deal off uh, Devontae Graham to the uh, Pelicans. So, um, and also, too, they got. They got them a young center and Kai Jones. So, uh, so they solidify some spots they were weak in. So, um, we'll see if they can jump into that top six, but definitely they are probably more like a play in sort of team over there. So, um, we'll see what happens. Moving on to the Chicago Bulls, who seems to be everybody's, um, 
everybody's uh, team on the come up, supposedly, were able to get Lonzo Ball, um, brought in DeMar DeRozan. Uh, we saw that. And then um, also you bring in a guy from L.A. and um, Alex Caruso, a, a guy who can um, light it up from three. So um, we saw that there. And then they were able to, a guy they probably weren't going to re-sign, but they were able to flip this to get a, a protected first round pick as well as a, a young guy like Derrick Jones Jr. when they uh, did the sign and trade, trading Laurie Marketing over to the Cavaliers. So uh, we'll see as far as that goes. Um, and I, like I mentioned, DeMar DeRozan, the only thing with that is he did a sign and trade as well. So they, in that deal, they had to ship out a guy like Thaddeus Young, who was a big help for this squad, uh, last year. So we'll see how all the pieces fit. You still have Zach Levine there. Who's waiting for his, uh, super max deal. You got, got a guy like, uh, Nikola. Vucevic, so, um, yeah, so, you know, everybody's touting them to be, you know, amongst the top uh, four or five teams. Uh, I still say it's a clunky fit. Uh, you still don't have the outside shooting there. Um, and then you still have a guy like uh, Patrick Williams, who's so well in the summer league, um, a second-year player, so... Um, what will these additions do to his progress going forward? So, um, I, I struggle to see them as a, uh, among the top six, well, even with all that talent, um, we'll, we'll see what happens there. So moving on, speaking of the Cavaliers, um, they just had money to, to burn. So, uh, they ended up re-signing Jared Allen. That's um, to that five-year, hundred million dollar deal. A lot of people said that was an overpay. Um, the kid is promising, no doubt about that. Um, we'll just see how he develops develops over there. Um, then, of course, the marketing deal that I just mentioned, um, giving him a four-year. 67 million dollar deal that's pretty uh substantial um my whole thing is now now you got jared allen now you got marketing what becomes of um evan mobley is he gonna uh you're gonna bring him along slowly and try and get him some minutes up front there um you already had to deal a guy like larry nance in that uh marketing deal you sent him to portland so uh, we'll see how that goes. They did. They do have a, a veteran point guard like uh, Ricky Rubio. Not sure how that's going to fit because you already got Colin Sexton, who, by the way, he's he needs to get a um, his deal, uh, you know, uh, ex his rookie extension. So uh, he's a guy you're probably going to have to pay. Um, this off season before the season starts, and then Darius Garland, who kind of uh, showed himself last year, so um, 
So Cavaliers got some money to spend. They guess got to figure out how how they're going to spend it. And then also, too, a big question for them is Kevin Love. Are you going to do the buyout, let him go free, join a team like the Lakers? Or um, I don't see the Nets, but um, maybe a place like Philly even. So um, we'll we'll see what happens with that. But uh, Cavaliers, of course, will be back in the lottery next year. Moving on to Detroit. Um, they didn't do too much other than, of course, having the number one pick, getting Kay Cunningham, which is a uh, big boom for them. Uh, outside of that, no real deals to speak of uh, other than um, replacing Males, Mason Plumley with uh, Kelly Olnick uh, from the Rockets. Now, the question is... Um, are you going to see the old Nick that we saw kind of, uh, you know, uh, showing flashes in Miami or the guy who went to Houston and really lit it up once he, he got traded over there. So um, we'll see what happens. And then ha Hamado Diallo, you were able to bring back um, uh, uh a young kid who can uh, who can play even in the backcourt or a little bit in the front court as your uh, small forward. Um, he he's a guy who you know showed flashes as well last year. Um, so we'll see what happens as far as he goes. Uh, but Detroit, you know, of course, will be back in lottery as well. Moving on to the Indiana Pacers. Um, that's another team that didn't do too much other than bringing back uh, T.J. McConnell to be that backup to uh, Malcolm Brogdon. Um, the big thing for that roster is getting back uh, T.J. Warren healthy because he was um, down for the entire year last year with that foot injury. So, um, and he's a guy who can, um, you know, when he's healthy and right, he can get, he can give you 20 a game. So, uh, having a guy like that, um, will definitely, uh, help this squad. And, uh, they were beset with injuries too last year, but they do bring, uh, back, uh, uh, veteran coach, uh, Rick Carlisle. So, um. He'll be pushing on those young guys and um, getting them to D up, and uh, we'll we'll see what happens with them. Uh, they still have some promising talent over there. Um, of course, you got Karis Levert over there, Miles Miles Turner, as well as Demontes Sabonis. So um, it'll be interesting to see how. Uh, Rick, uh, Rick Carlisle get these guys to play, but um, I wouldn't sleep on them. I really wouldn't sleep on them, and it wouldn't shock me with Carlisle on board if he kind of sneaks them into that sixth spot. Um, that wouldn't surprise me in the least. Otherwise, they're definitely playing material. Moving on to Miami, of course, everybody's in love with them. They got Kyle Lowry, who's, uh, you know, uh, point guard, kind of long in the tooth. So, um, but he is definitely an upgrade at that point guard position. 
Uh, they were able to steal away a guy like P.J. Tucker from the world champion Milwaukee Bucks. So um, those are big moves there, of course. Uh, of course, you know, they gave Jimmy Butler the uh, Supermax over there, four years, $184 million. So, um, so Miami's going for it. Miami's going for it. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens with them. And of course they were able to resign their guy, Duncan Robinson to a five year, uh, $90 million deal. So, um, you know, they were able to get things done there. And, um, you know, Pat Riley, he, he, he leaves no stones unturned. So, um, they're definitely going for it. They're definitely in the conversation of top four team in the eastern conference so uh we'll we'll see what happens with them moving on to the world champion milwaukee bucks uh losing pj tucker is a bit of a blow there um they were able to bring back uh their uh fan favorite bobby portis jr um also uh george hills able to come back as well you didn't see much of him um during the season but he he's one of those guys you know kind of those stalwart guys on the roster so um you have him there hopefully Dante Disfinchenzo is can be uh healthy he was kind of banged up in that uh during that finals run so uh maybe he can give you something there and they were able to swing a deal and bring in a guy like uh, Grayson Allen, who definitely gives them uh, a bit more shooting, uh, outside shooting, which, you know, it's always a plus when you got a guy like uh, Giannis there who, uh, you know, commands attention inside. So, uh, so solid moves for Milwaukee, um, you know. But they were able to get that chip last year, so uh, hats off to them. Um, and they're, of course, in the top, th those one of the top tier teams in that Eastern Conference. So, um, moving on to my New York Knicks, um, you know, they had the run where they made it to the the fourth seed, uh, surprising just about everybody. So much so that uh, Tom Thibodeau ended up going home with the Coach of the Year Award. Um, Julius Randle grabbing the Most Improved Player Award. So um, they had a surprising year. It took a lot of people off guard. Um, now, what do they do as an encore? Well, they decided to bring back some of those core guys. Um, Derek Rose, they're bringing back. Uh, also, Nerlens Noel, Alec Burks. Um, also, guy like Todd Gibson is coming back as well. So, um, you know, the the two words I always use in in regards to the Knicks: continuity and culture. Uh, they're bringing in, you know, um, you know continuity as far as bringing back the guys that was there bringing the band back pretty much for the most part except for um reggie bullock who ended up going to dallas uh of course you brought in the young talent via the draft and quentin grimes uh deuce mcbride 
Jericho Sims. So, uh, so you have those guys there. Um, and then of course they bring in, um, outside talent, actually, uh, both guys, former Celtics, uh, Evan Fournier, they brought him in on the four years, $73 million deal, three of which is guaranteed. Um, Kimba Walker, they got for a bargain, um, after, uh, the Thunder decided to buy him out. So, um, Rice High School Zone and uh, Bronx native Kimber Walker comes back on a two-year, $18 million deal. Low risk, high reward. Um, he sounds motivated, so um, we'll see what he can do. Um, it's just those knees, man. Those knees got to hold up. And uh, Tips <laughs> really has to think about uh, low management of his point guards, especially if they want to make that push um, come playoffs time so um yeah so when you look at those deals um you know on paper they look you know you you kind of cringe but you know all of those deals um the last year are team options so it kind of gives the Knicks some flexibility and of course you know that Julius Randle he ended up signing his uh extension four years at 117 million and even explained in a press conference you know his reason for giving kind of that discount so you know this gives the team rooms room to make moves this is what you want from your star player for him to sacrifice the bag in order to take that next step forward and the thing in new york is that type of money you can make it once you start winning so um i thought it was a a uh, stroke of genius him doing that um so uh and i definitely see the knicks right there amongst those second tier um teams uh i don't think tom thibodeau uh lost the ability to coach in the off season so um yeah so they're gonna be a problem uh people may not <laughs> like to say that but they're going to be a problem. They're, it's not going to be a cakewalk for Miami. It's not going to be a cakewalk for Atlanta. The Knicks are going to be a problem. And you media guys, you just got to deal with it. You know, you've been laughing at them for the past 20 years. They're, their arrow's going up. So y'all just going to have to swallow it and deal with it. So, uh, so that's the way things look for my Knicks. Moving on to Orlando Magic, of course you know they were able to get Jalen Suggs in the in the draft, of course, and a guy like uh, Franz Wagner for um, the ace spot in that draft as well. So those are two young guys you'll work into your system there. They brought in a veteran guy like Robin Lopez. Um, Although you still have um, Mo Bamba on board, of course, and Wendell Carter Jr. So, um, you know, that's he's a veteran guy who can uh, kind of, uh, you know, be a uh, assist to these uh, younger centers there. So um, so in that regard, it, it's a worthwhile sign. Um, you just got to, again, see what happens with... Um, a guy like Markel Fultz, who had the torn ACL. So, um, 
see how he progresses. Um, if not, you got a few uh, candidates there at point guard that can um, that you can throw into the mix. So uh, they're a team on on the way. Not not ready for prime time just yet, but they're you know they're gathering up the young talent and seeing what they got and uh, seeing if they could take this necessary step forward. So um, that's the magic. Moving on to the Sixers, uh, the Sixers were able to bring back Danny Green. Um, he's on a one-year, uh, close to $10 million deal. Um, Danny Green's a guy who's been around the block. He's has championship pedigree, something that that club needs. So um, definitely a guy there. Uh, Farkan Karsmat, he's coming back as well. Uh Gorgas Nian, he's coming back. You added a guy like Andre Drummond, is who I still say is a very curious sign, um, given the history between him and Joel Embiid. But uh, at the veterans minimum, that's an absolute steal. So, uh, and a guy you know that Doc Rivers want to low-manage uh, Joel Embiid, so you throw a guy like uh, Andre Drummond in there, you don't miss a beat. So, um, you know, and this is a one-year prove-it deal, and uh, I would say um, if he if he shows to be formidable, you know, he go out on the market uh, for the 2022 season and... Uh, you know, he, and he gets to secure the bag. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But, of course, the big question in Philly is the um, Ben Simmons situation. So uh, we have to see what happens. Uh, the latest talk is that he wants out. You know, he's tired of, uh, you know, the ill talk about him being shopped around and so forth. So um, they're going to have to make a decision. They're going to have to make a decision. So um, I know Daryl Morey wants to get a, a large haul for him, but that's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. So I would say that that Golden State deal that's out there, you may want to consider that. Um, I heard Sacramento is another place. Uh, this way you bring some uh, young guards back there. That's a possibility. Um they're going to have to do something. So uh, we'll see what happens. We still have uh, about uh, about a month's time before training camp. So I think something will come down the pike before training camp. I can't see him entering training camp with the Sixers. I just can't. So we'll see. Um, moving on to Toronto Raptors. Um like we said, they were able to do a sign and trade, getting something back for uh, Kyle Lowry going elsewhere. So, um, Precious Ochoa, I thought, was a, uh, a nice get as far as that goes. But, you you know, at the same token, you're taking on um, Goran Dragic contract at uh, $19.4 million. So, um, you know... Uh, you know, sometimes to get you gotta uh you gotta take the good with the bad. So um so there's that. Um Gary Trent Jr. you were able to re-sign him. 
uh, giving him three years, $52 million uh, with that player option there. So um, he's a guy when he came back in that um, that deal that you made with Portland, uh, he's a guy who showed you flashes, so um, he, he can be a contributor there. A uh, guy like Kim Burks, who um, came over in that Orlando deal, you uh, brought him back three years, twenty million, uh, low risk, high reward sort of a deal there. And of course, you got uh, Scotty Scotty Barnes, who uh, you who uh, you know you, you you took him over Jalen Suggs. Fine, I get that. Um, see how he fits in with a guy like. Pascal Siakam so um yeah so again Toronto is a team that you know it's rebuilding it's clear so um they're just gathering up young talent and doing the wise thing which you know uh you need to do because they're not ready to take a run at these juggernauts or even the second tier teams so they're doing the smart thing here so uh so I I give them props for that and then the final team in the East, the Washington Wizards. Um, you saw what they got back in the Russell Westbrook trade. Guy like uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope, uh, Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harrell. So um, these are guys who will fit into your rotation over there. Um, they are also able to get uh, Spencer Dinwiddie in that sign and trade. Um, they're able to grab a guy like uh, Aaron Holiday, who's who's a combo guard who can um, show up things in your uh, backcourt when um, when Bradley Beal and Dinwiddie needs a blow. So, um, and the whole question there, Dinwiddie's has, you know, he's coming off that ACL, so um, we gotta see what what he has, but. Um, for all intents and purposes, he's been looking good. Uh, been putting up the YouTube videos of him working out and whatnot. So uh, he he's a guy who uh, you know may may surprise um, coming next year. Playing next to a Bradley Beal will do wonders for him. So um, we'll see what happens there. Of course, there's Bradley Beal who you know. Uh, every two seconds he's uh, being mentioned in a trade talk, but the man has made it clear he does not want to leave Washington. He wants to stay there. So um, there's a lot to be said for that. So, you know, um, uh, until he says otherwise, I'll take him at his word. So, um, but the Washington team will be a team in flux. So, um, uh, they could be a team on the way up. We'll see. Um, but uh, it's it's going to be a heavy low for Bradley Beal to carry over there. So um, so that's pretty much uh, the face of things that has gone on in the Eastern Conference in the NBA. So, my peeps. If you enjoy what you're listening to, you can follow me on my Facebook page, GD That Sports Dude. You also can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at GD That Sports Dude. And also on Twitter, 
you can find me at GD that sport dude. Also, you can email me at that sports dude GD at gmail.com. You can also support me through my Zelle at that same email address. And also on anchor.fm slash GD that sports dude. You can hit the support button there to contribute to this podcast and also like me there as well. And again, I thank you for listening to this content.